Hello and welcome to another episode of West Underground. Today we have none other than Taylor BW joining us. Sydney's number one podcast, West Underground. Make sure to like and subscribe. This is going to be a fascinating interview. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. I've been following Taylor's journey. I found out about her throughout the lockdown and I've just kind of been following a bit like her music career um, throughout and she's doing amazing stuff with production and I'm looking forward to having a you know, conversation. And also we've got Jack joining us in the Hi. interview today. I'm here. I'm here with Taylor Beadle Williams. Taylor How dare you? Taylor Beadle Williams. How could you? Have I just like dead named you on the internet? Sorry about you that. You did. But yeah, I'm, I'm very I'm very excited for this. Taylor, thank you for joining us. As well, I told you um, before, me and my missus have been listening to you quite a little bit on our commute. Yeah, that's and, uh, so cool. Yeah, so she's kind of to blame for this. So. Oh, wicked. Well, I'm very, very happy about that. But you've just ruined the whole interview by saying my dead name. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. I couldn't help it. I could not no. help it. Well, we this isn't this isn't that. live. So if if you would like, we could we could um we could you know put the like bleep it out on Jack. No, like. no, it's totally <laughs> fine. I I used to always go by Taylor Beatle Williams, but it's it was been such a long name. It's such a long last name, and I just thought maybe let's just make it. I mean, I could have just to, to, like chosen a totally different alias, or you know, like mm. a lot of people, a lot of artists do. But I don't know. I kind of I write as me. So you know, sometimes when artists take on a new persona, they kind of change. A whole identity mm. no i am me me yeah. is taylor me is taylor b beetle williams so but i just wanted to condense it a bit more so taylor bw <laughs> yeah. was was the end result <laughs> oh it makes it easier on spotify searches anyway doesn't it i hope so yes i mean that, that's the thing i had to actually change it because i used to release songs i released one song uh, as mm. taylor beetle williams and then later down the track i was like nah so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were trying to work out what it stands for, like if you had, if it was like not your last name and just an analogy and Jack came up with, is it best woman? Like, is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I no, it's a, I, I think it's fine. <laughs> best woman. That's what I'd be no. telling people it was. Well, my, my mum's a Beatle, my dad's a Williams mm. and and I'm a bastard. So well, they weren't married. So um, oh. <laughs> I, <laughs> I say it like that because that's how John Snow said it. Oh, you know, people said it about it. John Snow, you bastard. bastard. Yeah. You're a bastard. Um, So, um, and they're not married. So that's why my last name was hyphenated. But it just was always very funny. I used to have a dance teacher when I was really young who used to say, you know, call, uh, do the roll call. And then later down, we just end up with Taylor, Beatle, Williams, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's how we (laughs) always called out my name. Very funny. Are you okay? (laughs) Because this feels like a therapy session right now. 
you know, it really hurt me. Um, do you feel yeah. No, of course not. <laughs> we, no, just wanna su- was... we just want to see you succeed. Taylor, best Thank woman. You. We just want to see you <laughs> succeed. <laughs> oh my gosh did you yes. did you ever come across like those fancy people that are like um because my last name is reed and the, occasionally i come across a really like posh old gentleman who's kind of got a voice like that old 50s australian voice going ah mr reed where's your family from <laughs> you know or or when we're at school would have somebody with an exotic last name and he'd be like oh so you're from such and such part of the world but I'm just wondering, did anyone ever try to do that with your last name? Well, because because my name is Beadle Williams with a B-E-A-D-L-E, yeah. people used to automatically think it was Beetle. So then they used to say, oh, do you drive around in a Beetle? Yeah. <laughs> or they would say something like, oh, do you know John and Paul do? <laughs> Beatles. <laughs> yeah. But um, actually, funnily enough, I'm, I'm, I am related to a Beetle who's well known in the UK. He's no longer with us, but his name was um, Jeremy Beadle. Jeremy Beadle? Yes. You're kidding me. I knew you would know who he was, but I didn't say anything. Are you being serious? I am. I am serious. Yeah. Really? My my mum's cousins. Yeah. He's my mum's cousin. Well, was my mum's cousin. So he's my second cousin. So, yeah. Oh, God bless the soul. Oh, Taylor, that you know when when you said your name before, as soon as you said that, I was like Jeremy Beadle. But I was like, don't just say it, Jack. Keep it in your mind. No, there's not no many. Kidding. There's not many Beatles. No, there's not. Oh my exactly. god! So, and, and as soon as I realised that you are from, you know, yeah, that neck of the woods, I was like, all right, well, I might just bring it up. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> sometimes people don't know don't know who I'm talking about when they're from um, that area. So I, but at the same time. You know, a lot of people, <laughs> he was very much ridiculed uh, because mm. he was such a prankster himself. So, yeah. um, as a, you know, I, I don't take it to heart. He was, that's it. That was the whole, you have no idea who we're talking about, do you, Hamish? Hamish. Oh, I'm so lost. Hamish. I'm hoping someone runs me up to speed. <laughs> Hamish, I feel like he's going to Google Jeremy Beadle in the minute. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's a thing that you should do. He was, he was a very, very intelligent man, but I guess he's most well known for a show that he held called, um, that he ran called Watch Out Beatles About. Yeah. And um, he used to just throw, do a lot of pranks on people. Really yeah. corny it's, pranks. It's like yeah. it is like kids TV and then TV presenting and then like radio presenting and stuff like that. He did. He was like, yeah, he did a lot of very, different things. It was like was, a TV I, I, think, I think he was an OBE or oh, he was an MBE or something like that. He yeah. was like a, that's insane. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So that that's also my little family. I did so. not, I did not see this going that way. No. <laughs> I'm so glad. Like we look alike. We look completely, we couldn't look more different. So. Oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Jeremy Beadle. Oh my God. Hamish, after this, that's what we're doing. Oh, oh my God, I, that's so cool. Jack is so excited right now. He's like. Wicked. That's so I, cool. I feel like I need to call somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just call, call your mates or call your family. Oh my God. Hey. <laughs> hey, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> well, I'm really, I'm really excited that you're excited about it. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm excited that Hamish doesn't know why I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I think that helps. We'll find out. He will find out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just yeah. going to try to get us off off this subject now. I can, I no, feel, no. I this is all I want to talk about, Hamish. This is all I want to well, talk about. Jack, we'll wait till the end. We'll come back. We'll, we'll, right. we'll do full, boys. full circle thing. All right, go on. All right. I, I just... T- <laughs> I'm just trying to do a little bit of a, you know, a cheeky diversion here, but, um, you know, I, 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 I did a little bit of a, you know, a radio show, you know, too, 
um, you know, for a while last year, Taylor. And uh, I was looking for like Australian artists and I was just on this mad hunt to find, you know, everybody and anybody and just people from all different walks of life. Like I wanted to find out, you know, what's going on here, here, there and yeah, mm-hmm. everywhere. And um, I came across your, I think it was your Instagram page at the time. Okay. And, and like, and then I just was started to watch your stories because they were always interesting and you were like walking like, you know, like six different dogs and like <laughs> doing all kinds of stuff. And I was like, what is going on here? And then, and then I listened to your music and I was like, I was like, how is she, how is she doing this? Cause you know, I'm, I, I do a little bit of stuff with production and things like that. And um, I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Like there's just a lot going on. And I was like, yeah, and I just wanted to ask you too, like with your music and, and uh, like when you're coming up with a project, how do you actually, how do you do it? Because there's, there's so many layers on top of layers and stuff like that. And I'm just wondering, like, where do you start? Um, okay, so when I write a song, I mean, there's yeah. always a different, always a different method. I would say that most likely, though, it usually just begins with me and a piano. Yeah. <laughs> um, or just me walking dogs yeah. and humming a tune to myself and then putting that pen to paper and then, and then maybe writing the song around it or collaborating with a producer. Mm. So, um, yeah, uh, but most likely if it's something that I'm just writing from scratch, I'll just uh, make an acoustic version of it. Um, my father is a musician so and he's very, very skilled on, on piano and guitar. So we just record a little demo. And yeah. then I, I've experimented and worked with many different producers in Sydney. Um, and, and, but most lately I've mostly been working with someone called Quinn mm-hmm. or Liam Quinn. And he's based out in Alexandria at Ralph Street Studios. And he works with major and indie artists, mm-hmm. um, major label, I mean, and indie artists. And yeah, from all the likes of, you know, big, big stars. And he does, he does a lot of vocal production too. But anyway, um, I, I get in touch with him and we work together in studio and it's very seamless, very bang, bang, bang. We just, it's really yeah. quick because we know we work really well together, but I've experimented with a lot of different producers as well. Um, and so how, so you mean in terms of just how the layers? <laughs> yeah, because I, I was wondering like, is, is, is she going in here and, and then just starting with like, with a, with a, with a hook or is she starting with this kind of like, you know, traditional piano and, you know, and old guitar, just strumming a few chords because there's just, I was just listening to like some of like um, your like recent tracks before we, we, we started today. And I was like, where do you, where do you begin on this? Because it's, it's like, it, it's, you know, it's, it's pop music, but it's like modern pop music. And I, I and I'd say like people like Julie Lipa does the same thing where it just, it, it confuses the shit out of my brain because it's like, where <laughs> is the starting point of this? Because there's so much going on. Yeah, well, look, it starts a lot with a lot of influences. I've got a very eclectic taste. It, it's all, it all predominantly is in pop, but then there's a lot of left side, uh, you know, type of um, alt pop that I also mm. listen to. And, and then I love, I love classical music and uh, yeah, I love classical music. And, you know, then there's R&B, of course, and then soul and then all the old classics. So I guess a huge fusion of that goes into all my music in some way or another. But usually when I go into the studio, not only do I come in with, my recorded demo or I send it ahead of time. I also send a reference playlist and I usually know exactly the type of, oh, well, that's not quite true. I know 
for most songs how I want how I want it to sound. That's so quite when smart. I, that. Yeah, I like that. that. Really clever. I do like that because yeah. the amount of times I've been there in the studio and I've been like, I want it to sound like um, the Beatles, and and then I'm like I'll give like a Craig David, and I'm like, what the. <laughs> fuck are you talking about <laughs> like, well at least yeah, if, you, if you can different. give a playlist and reference you are oh, definitely they are but also they are very... perfectly fit together yeah, but that's such a good idea that actually well yeah i mean it's it sometimes it can be the the beat of a song it can be oh. i particularly like this bass line in this or i uh like for instance i released a song called i'm so broke and yeah. i knew perfectly well that i wanted it to sound similar to um oh my gosh i just forgot its name um, uh, without me, you know, by Eminem, yeah. and um, you know that 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 beat that beat in there, as, as well as the uh, the bass, as well as a song called "Jealous" by BB Rexa, which you know I'd mm. only had recently heard. Um, it's a song by, and look, I'm not I don't listen to a lot of BB Rexa, but I just came across this one song, and it just had a real like '90s boppy, bouncy bass, and I just mm. knew that whatever I was going to do with the song I wanted a boppy bouncy bass yeah so, um so I, I dropped that song into the playlist or if I love this particular string um arrangement in another song I drop that in the playlist or you know and and the good thing is that when you click with a producer it works it's just so much yeah. easier because I mean I'm not gadgety I'm trying to get better yeah. I am trying to learn how to do production a bit more um myself so at least I can make a demo it makes life a lot easier yeah. Yeah. um uh but but the thing is, when I work with someone like Quinn, who just sort of gets it, he, um, I just give him the references and he just goes, cool. And he just begins. He, it's, most of the time we layer the foundation. So that would be yeah. most likely bass or just chords. Um, yeah. and, then, and then the drums around that, you know, the, the percussion. And, mm. and then it's just layer upon layer, just how it is. And yeah. you, you try and add a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then yeah. when you get some sort of rough, demo like uh production then you pop in those vocals and usually he's really quick with vocals he's got a great microphone it is a i'm gonna have to look it up it's on my phone which of course i'm using for this so i can't look it up <laughs> yeah. um but it, it's one it's actually a, like a ten thousand dollar like a newman pardon oh, no it's not a newman oh god I, I love them but um no it's i think it's a sony oh i could be very wrong yeah. He sent a text to me ages ago when I asked him about it. But I know that it's it's a replica made of this particular type mm. because but it does it's literally like absolutely the exact same thing, but just was made a little cheaper. And then mm. um but the sound is the sound quality is insane. And that's what I like. I I also love the sound quality that he uses for his songs. Vocal quality is obviously very important to me, seeing as I yeah. am a singer. So um I've worked with many producers where, you know, I just don't, they're, they're, it, it's all very subjective, right? Like whatever you hear in the microphone is, you know, but mm. for me, I just love the crispness of his mic. So mm. um, I'm so annoyed. I can't remember which one it is. It's come be, back I'm to like, you. oh, it's Sony and it's going to be something completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. all right. But, yeah. um, and then like, do you, because also I could hear that there's like lots of like little little effects and stuff on on your vocals. Do you have do you have an idea of what what you what you're trying to do with your vocals in the verse versus the chorus and what what else? Or is is that kind of the genius of you know done in production? Or do you know what I'm no, trying? No, I 
a lot of the songs that I have recorded in the studio, I have been singing for a very long time. So yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, cause I perform a lot, yeah. I perform quite a lot. And I perform my music a lot too, live. So when I, um, when I go into the studio, it's something that I've rehearsed over and over again. Yeah. And therefore yeah. I already have the idea um, of how I'm going to perform it. Um, and usually it's a, we do a little scratch vocal and then from there just layer, just uh, do each section. Mm. Um, I wish I could say that every song that anyone ever does is all performed in one take, but that's not no. the way it is. There's a lot of <laughs> um, chopping and changing. Um, I've done a couple of songs in one takes and then people have been like, Woo, amazing. Woo, that's it. One take, Jay. And then I've listened to it back and went, that's terrible. That's yeah. awful. Like, it's I funny, think isn't it? Yeah. always sing something through three or four times just to start, you know, like getting, yeah. getting comfortable. Because yeah. when you go in cold into a, into yeah. like a vocal booth and stand mm -hmm. in front of a microphone, you know, yeah. like we, we have, we had a producer on, uh, Michael Carpenter, for the listeners, check it out in the archives. And he, one of his favorite things to say to me is always, Jackie's singing this really well. Tell me the story, perform it to me, you know? But That's really honestly, cool. you know, you know, your music is like, honestly, like the change from your singles. So is it Spark Off the New Year? Was, was that like your, <laughs> Yeah, gosh, it's old. <laughs> no, but that's like a Bond song. It sounds like a Bond song. A what and song? A James Bond song. What? Really? Yeah, it, does. it does. Like, it sounds like it could be in a James Bond film. Oh my God. Yeah. That's amazing. Billy <laughs> Eilish is just won an Oscar for, for that one. That's How not dare very she? good. You'll How get dare one. she be so good? Yeah. <laughs> you can re-release that in a few years and do it. But yeah, like <laughs> noticing noticing the change in your songs. Like so, was that one of the first songs that you ever penned? Spark of the New Year? Was that like no, no, it was one of the first songs I ever released. Yeah. <laughs> um well, it is a song, first song I ever released. Mm. Yeah. But that song was in the bank for years. I had a yeah. lot of songs. And it's taken a long time, mainly because of just financially not being yeah. able to afford it but yeah. also discovering my sound and mm -hmm. so um i for a long time there i had all these really bad demos that i actually recorded with <laughs> i'm never going to say yeah. who it is but i recorded a lot of my demos with a producer that really didn't know it was very very cheap mm. didn't know what he was doing um and i listen back to them now and i'm like did you you had you just you just recorded my voice just you know, the demos that I brought in, which I had no idea what I was doing. Like yeah. I, I just, I still just tinker on Logic Pro. That's my, that's my yeah. uh, go-to platform, my door. Um, and which is digital audio workstation for those who don't know what I just said. Um, but I, uh, I go on Logic Pro and I just made these demos up myself again, like not, not a yeah. professional or anything like that. But I, I then uh, went into, and this, I'm talking like six, seven years ago. And I went to the into a producer that I just started chatting with. And, and he was like, yeah, bring in your tracks. We'll work on them and we'll get them studio, you know, radio friendly or radio ready. Um, went in and I mean, I look, I listened back and I just had no idea. He, did, he didn't, but also the, the idea of a producer is that they're supposed to guide you a bit, you know, yeah. you, you know, I was still paying him money to, to, to sort of help me with the arrangement or, um, or just, you know, adding this and adding a bit more of that, and, you know, just layering it a bit more. Yeah. Um, and I he just didn't. So, um, but the from there, basically, I I then 
went up a level and started working with someone who um, who really knew what he was doing. And mm. but it was I'm going completely off, off track here. But I, okay. yeah, this is basically Spark of the New Year is not a was not a new song. It was mm. a very old song. But um, and it, we actually did use a lot of my own demos. It's funny because I look back on that song and I'm like, God, it's a bit of like a cringe song. <laughs> I like it. Honestly, I really liked it. I'm so it. glad you do. Yeah, but I really it, liked it. It really is the beginning of, of just everything. It's I had just come of, back. It's the beginning of the journey, isn't it? You know, like yeah. But it really, like, for me, maybe because I, you know, know the process and know mm. how far I've grown. Um, mm, yeah. I look back and I'm like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Oh, that's my song. Oh god. Um, but it, it, yeah, it is, it is, what is the start of the journey? I basically, I just come back from, from overseas where I was, I had entered a competition and was performing over there and then came back with a whole new lease on life and was like, I have this song ready to go because I've been working with this person on it. Let's do it. And I had no idea on how to release a song. No idea because the music industry had changed so much since I was even attempting to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I finally sort of started thinking, okay, let me start releasing music. No idea, but I released it. And that's yeah. that spark of the new year. I don't even remember what the question was. I went on a total tangent. No, that's so all sorry. right. That's all right. But, um, <laughs> well, I think that's a good thing though, Taylor. Like if you're looking back on your old, old, you know, on your old tracks and going, oh, but you're looking on your new ones now and going, okay, that's, that's good. Like at least you can see that there is a, uh, you know, a chain of like a, like a, a growth rate, you know, and you can see that yeah. you're getting better and better. Imagine if you listen back to your old tracks and we're thinking, oh, that that that's brilliant and there wasn't the growth you know yeah exactly i think that yeah that's my biggest achievement with my my little career so far is that mm -hmm. i am growing and finding my sound more and more and i continue to do that so that's so, what i like are you solely independent or do you are you with a signed with the label no solely independent solely. wow yay go me wearing all the hats go us <laughs> so stressful it's very it's, stressful. It's so stressful. I could. Cr I'm laughing, but I'm crying inside. Yeah, no, it <laughs> is you're stressful. Doing, you're doing well. Like you, I think. Have you been? A, have you been reached out to though? No, no. I no. I uh, I feel like I'm. Thank you for saying that. It was very kind of you. Yeah. Um. Uh, but I I think I've got a long way to go. Like it's just about you know finding finding your fans, if you will. Like mm. I've got a lot of people that follow me, but a lot of people that are that follow me are following me because of. Um, actually because of my father who is a musician himself and he's in a very established band so um, and that's not necessarily demographic that I would necessarily you know attra necessarily attract with that sort yeah. of attracting but and, and so it's about me finding my own ground and finding my own following and that's what uh, I'm slowly doing okay. but it's, it's in increments yeah. okay so is this one of the reasons why it's just BW and there's no Oh gosh, no, 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 no! no Literally, oh, the reason okay. why I, I went you when you were saying you're trying to find your own feet and all that, like, is that is that a part of it? You know? Ah, no, ah. Williams is such a common name, so no. <laughs> I could say, say I'm related to Serena and Venus. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah. I thought you were. <laughs> no, I thought um, you were. Pardon? I thought you were. Thank you. And, uh, Did you see hey, me on the tennis court? Should... Yeah. Don't. <laughs> my my brother calls me uh, Rafael Nadal's fat brother. He, he puts another word in there that I don't like. Um, we shouldn't say on here. Um, and <laughs> okay. when Shall I play tennis, in my mind, oh my, yeah, but you're still saying Nadal, aren't you? Still oh dear. Oh, 
no. I'm definitely uh, not a Serena or Venus on, on the tennis court, that's for sure. Well, that's all right. Uh, you know, you're doing well, Taylor, in your own right. They're not you <laughs> in a music studio, though. So, you know, take that. We're your sisters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Slam, this. <laughs> oh, they're cool. Um, but uh, what was your question? <laughs> oh well, no, look, I'll, look, I'll ask another one. I think we, I think we touched on, you know, the. I can't even remember myself, but I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to get to understand, like, where, how, how, like, I want to know how you, how you've done so well yourself, and uh, like, and, and you know, what the future, what, what your like, what your plans are going forward, because I thought you must have had some kind of like independent label behind you or something going on in the background, but that's amazing that it's all been done yourself. Oh, that is really kind. Thank you. I need you to whisper that in my ear when I cry myself to sleep sometimes. <laughs> no, I, I think you're doing great, Taylor, like amazing. Taylor. Like I, I you amazing. know, like I see all your all your stuff, and it's like you, it's like you're constantly playing shows. You're constantly putting out like you know, like social content that's good. You've always got a bunch of projects that you're doing. You're putting yeah. out, you're putting out tunes, and the fact that you know you're you've grown your Spotify organically, you've grown your digital like you know platforms. I, I think you. I think you're doing great. I think you would be secretly on a bunch of watch lists that you don't know about, and it's just a matter of they're they're going and, and uh, probably following you in the background. That is really kind. Thank you so much. No <laughs> um, it, it, well, okay. So look, I said when I released Spark off the New Year, I had no idea. I had yeah. no idea what I was doing. I didn't, because you know nowadays it's the new music business, right? It's just a completely different way of approaching releasing music, it, we've got so much choice. And yet because we've got so much choice, there is so much more variety out there. And, and it, it, the music industry is overcrowded now, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, is. which is both a great thing because we need music, but it's also just makes it very competitive. Yeah. It always was competitive, but now it's even more so weirdly enough because there's so much access. <laughs> mm. um, when I came, uh, when I started learning things, I, I actually, okay, so I, I came back from um, from overseas and I released that song. But just before I released that song, <laughs> I actually did attend a conference uh, called Grow Your Music. And um, they're no longer around, I don't think. I haven't seen them around for a while. But they, it was just as, it was it basically started from scratch. It was this three-day course. Maybe it was two days. Maybe it was a weekend. Yeah, two-day course that just, just told you how to, release music and all the ins and outs and how you know like I didn't even know that I needed to sign up to a distributor like you know like say a district district kit tune core or you know gyro stream or gyro stream whatever that one is in Australia yeah. um I just had no idea about how <laughs> to release music yeah. so it really did start from scratch and it just it gave you the whole ins and outs and it was I, I can't be more thankful to those guys for putting on this very free workshop. Not only did yeah. I meet a lot of wonderful musicians who I still know to this day, um, but I, I just opened my eyes up when I finished that. And then I stupidly, like, even though I had all this new knowledge, I didn't uh, apply any of it to spark off the new year's release. Cause I was like, cool. I knew everything. And I didn't, um, yeah. after I released that song um, and it went nowhere, I was like, what am I doing wrong? So then I started listening to podcasts yeah. And this is where, like, my absolute love for podcasts began because they're just a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> There's yeah. so much there. It's because it's sometimes, so, <laughs> sometimes, until you heard me on mm. here. No, I think it is. But I got to, I got to say, I, I listen. I read everything I could think of that was for mm. free on the internet, and there is so much, so many resources around. 
um, and then um, and podcasts. So podcasts and reading blogs and music blogs and ongoing on YouTube. I, I read up on how to do everything, how to market mm. yourself. Yeah. And it's just been an ongoing growing thing. And I mean, I guarantee you every single release that I've ever had and will continue to have, there will be some massive screw up <laughs> yeah. because, mm. you know, something's gone wrong. It's, it's just, it's so um, the way it is now, there's always something that yeah. goes wrong because it is just DIY. It just, you know, it's, it's tri trial and error. And yeah. so, um, uh, and I try different things and sometimes I, you know, I, sometimes I use PR and even though I don't have people, you know, I don't have a label, I do sometimes have in my budget to afford, you know, have a little bit of money up my sleeve that I can get some PR to like help me out with this or that or radio plugger or, you know, so um, I did recently, I didn't sign with a label, but I did sign with a new distributor, which mm -hmm. who aren't new, they're called Believe Music, yeah. but they are um, one of the biggest in the world. Um, but um it again it doesn't it doesn't make a huge difference because it is still a competitive industry yeah. and that would be my only like coup that's my own little step up but besides that the rest of it's all me and it's all based on just a lot of research i i could i could continue talking but i feel like i'm rambling enough as it is you know oh, no, that's what's, all right. incredible, it, what's incredible is um like so i'm in a band right and mm. hamish and i we had a conversation on uh Monday Night Fever. The other week, Hamish, didn't we, about the roles in a band of what, who does what in a band. And you have, like, you, you guys were constantly writing songs and then, you know, you have the business-minded ones and you, you know what I mean? But yeah. you do that on your own. It's so you bad. all of that, too, <laughs> on your own. Oh, look, I'm going to be honest. Dave. I'm going to be honest. I haven't... um sat at my piano and written a song in ages because I'm in that promotional mind. You yeah, literally have yeah, to you dedicate. Can't, you can't do both. No, that's you the thing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. You've really got to put, because I had this new song out in your net, now I had to put my business cap on, you know? So yeah. that's what's all been on my focus. And it's it drives you nuts. And people do get burnt out. It's a very real thing. Um, as long as you're prepared enough. And my God, I can be as prepared as I can. But like I said, there's so many things that can go wrong when you try and release music. Um, whether I remember, so I had signed just recently with this distributor label and you still have to upload your own song and still fill it all in all the details yourself, but there was some sort of a mix up. So the first release that I had, which was nunchucks through this company, yeah. um, it came out and it said, even though it was 20, what year was it? 2021, it was yeah. released last year. So, um, I, for some reason, Something mixed up, and instead of saying 2021, it said 2019. Hmm. So it said that the song came out in 2019, which when you release music, you want it to come out as a as a yeah, new release. New, so first of all, it didn't release, come yeah. up as a new release. It came up as if it was, you know, archived music, mm. <laughs> like part of your catalog. Um, and then and then it didn't it didn't appear in new release radars, you know, in the playlists that you get on Spotify. And oh, oh my god, it was a disaster. I even had. I even had the uh, the label call me up personally, like one of the head guys, and just say, "I am so sorry this happened. This is one of those things that you just never expected." And of course, therefore, the the rolling the it's like the Rolling Stone gathers no moss. Well, this one definitely gathered moss because after that, you yeah. know, it was hard to then get the attention of this because I didn't get enough listens on Spotify. And then no. you know, it, it was just hard. It, it was just like one of these things, and I was like, "This is a disaster. Why did I ever sign with these people?" But it's just 
you know, it got fixed actually. They, I have to say, the company believe believe music have a great support team, and they got they got it fixed like that within twenty four hours. But it was mm. just oh, wow. one of those. <gasps> It, it was it's wonderful because if you yeah. sign with someone like CD Baby or DistroKid, people that are not based in Australia or have offices in Australia, um, do you know who I'm talking about when I'm saying yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you do. We, course we you use, yeah. use DistroKid. Yeah, I, I used to use DistroKid too. I think they're great. But if you if you have any support, if you need support, they're based in New York. So you email them and you don't mm. get here back either. You don't hear back till, you know, first of all, it's their time zone or, you know, they've got a backlog of other emails yeah. you don't hear from yeah. I, I'm lucky that with with Believe, you actually do have offices in Australia that they're very attentive to their emails, and so that got fixed up very quickly. But it was just one of those things where I'm like, of course it had to happen. This is one of those things that just it had to happen to me. It had mm. to happen to me, you know? <laughs> have you ever had it where they've released the track under, like, a different artist's name on Spotify? Did that happen have to you? you? Yeah, I've had that a couple. And I know, I know a lot of people that that's happened yeah. to them. yeah. Yeah, and like I'm just lucky even that no one has BW after their name. It's playlisted, <laughs> like it's been playlisted, and then it's down on someone else's song. So they're like, so what happens now? And they're like, oh, we we don't know oh. if we can transfer it, so we might have to just take it down and re-upload it. And they're like, so in a day we've just got this amount of streams, and it does not matter now. That's what you're telling us. Oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. Be careful, children. Be careful out there. Yeah. Some people yeah, it's are really bloody easy useless. To... Yeah. I have a friend who I, I follow. Um, her name's Aston. Uh, that's her. That's her artist name. And um, I have seen there's a lot of Astons out there. And I have yeah. seen sometimes on her new releases, you know, it comes up on Spotify and there's someone else. And I'm like, the freak is that? And I'm like, oh, that's happened. Yeah. That's just happened. Mm, happened someone so else has appeared on your on your Spotify. Far, far right too now. often. Far that too sucks. Often. And then within a couple of days, you realize it's it's, it's not there anymore. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Yeah, see, it's just it's, that's just part of the life of, of an indie musician is that you could wear so many hats, but still, we are not a label. We are not professionals at this thing, so mm. things go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to answer your questions, I, yeah, I, I do, uh, do do a lot of things. Do-do, I do-do. Do-do, I do-do, I do-do. But things go up, things are great, and then things go really terribly wrong, and it's just, um, it's just trial and error. There's yeah. always something that will mess up. But you just gotta keep at it. Yeah. I think that's my biggest. I think that's something that, if, if anything, I'm 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 proud of myself of, and that's yeah, just persistence. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I'm very persistent, and um, it could almost border borderline, maybe annoying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just to the point where I'm I'm organized as well. I think yeah. that's really, um, even though I sometimes I'm not. I, I have a mind that's very scatterbrained sometimes, but I do when I'm focused. I'm you know like. Hyper focus, uh, laser focused. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So um, I, I have I have spreadsheets. I have lists that I tick, and every single release, I, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do that just to make sure. And I write down even. And every time that I've done something in a release that I haven't done before, and I I know I know oh the next release I'm not going to remember that. I I write it in my list to be like, don't forget to check this. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it's so important. And I mean, it's so great that when you're in a band, you have so many people that can, yeah. or maybe not. Sometimes, I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't mean they're always doing things though. Exactly. I'm probably guilty of that sometimes as well, where like, you know, like, cause we've got this or, um, you know, like you're thinking, oh no, I'll just, I need to be writing songs or whatever. I think, I think it's, it shows you resilience though. And it's the grind and it's, it's that key thing also is like, nobody is going to care as much about your music as you are. Yeah. yeah. So, you have to get it right. 
it's kind of true and it sucks because it's all we want we want everyone else to care about it but yeah, ultimately yeah. i've had so many doors close on me and it can be very very disheartening as as i'm sure every artist has mm -hmm. and I, I really empathize i it's just that it's the hardest industry it's one of yeah. the hardest industries besides being i think it was written in i don't even know who wrote it but it was in a list somewhere what are, what are the hardest industries to be a part of and i think one of them was like top, the top three, top five included being a lawyer, being a firefighter, being the being a doctor, being a singer. Yeah. <laughs> or being in the entertainment industry, you know, like, yeah. or being yeah. an actor. It's just yeah. the worst. And um, yeah, so it can be, it can be really hard sometimes, but you just gotta keep out. I, I hate, I wish I could just say to people that there's like a magic thing, mm. but seeing as I, I too, I'm just still trying to find my feet. It's just, mm. it's not. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. Well, I think, I think you're doing work. it the right way too. Like I've, I've, I know people that have had that magic wand cast upon them and then just five years down the track, you know, they're, they're no better or worse than where they started from. And Yeah. You know, um, so what about like touring and stuff like that, Taylor? Like have you, have you done much of that? And like how come, you know, when I hear your tracks, I'm like, why aren't you? Have you jumped on many festivals too? <laughs> oh, yeah. That is like my number one thing that I want to try and do. But once again, being an indie artist, I don't have a booking agency. So this is one thing that I'm really trying to scratch at. And that is um, trying to get onto festival lineups. But a lot of people just either don't get back to you. Like this is me being totally real. They just either don't get back to you or they say no. <laughs> but that's yeah. just, it's because I, um, but also I, you know, I'm still not as established as, you know, say a Triple J unearthed artist. It's the artist of the week, you know, like mm. you're always going to put those artists first, first, even if they're not prepared with a show, um, they'll put those artists first because they've got a bit more of a buzz. So, um, but I am, I am actually planning a tour later on this year. Oh, nice. Um, in, a, in to coincide with the release of an EP. So that's my plan. Oh, good. Yeah, that, nice. it, it's all, it's all in order. I even, um, I, I received funding from um, Create New South Wales to, to help fund a regional tour, which is amazing. Wait, Hamish and I also had this conversation. I actually think a booking agent is more important than a record label. I think so too. Especially when, of your career anyway. Especially when your act is so... And there's a lot of artists out there that are very studio-based and prefer yeah. to be in the studio and prefer to, prefer to songwrite. But then there's the artists like like you guys, like myself, who are a lot more about being on stage, like yeah. performing. That, that, is, that is where I, that's where I think, I think as an artist, I shine a bit more. I, I mean, I love being in the studio. I love making the tracks, all that jazz, but I just feel more natural on stage. Like that's yeah. where you see me. <laughs> but um, yeah. so that's where I prefer to be. And um, so you think it's, it's, it's frustrating because festival booking promoters, don't know who you are so you have no idea what to, I, I send them everything like I, I send them my um an email with a whole bunch of different videos of me performing um and, and of course uh, links to my releases and my music videos uh whether or not they look at that or not I don't know but I think it, it, it's all based on numbers it's mm. it's a harsh harsh reality but unfortunately a lot of our um, industry is based on buzz and numbers yeah so yep. you can be the best performer there is but they really will just look at their numbers. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I was listening to, again, I, I mentioned my friend Aston. She did a, a little masterclass um, on about TikTok. And yeah. she was telling a story about 
So she does a lot of songwriting behind the scenes. And so she goes to LA a lot. And she was, in fact, speaking with someone major, a, ma a major manager. And he, this was right in the early days of her career. And he said, um, I'm just trying to get this all right. But it, he said, okay. So they did the whole interview and he sat her down and said, great. What's your Instagram numbers looking like? And she was like, oh, I think I've got about 4,000, close to 5,000 followers. He goes, uh-huh. What about TikTok? And, he, and she goes, um, I, I'm not on TikTok. And he just said, you're not going to make it in this industry. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I know, and that was a harsh slap in the face for her. Like, of course, yeah. she burst into tears, all that sort of stuff. But look, nine months later, she's got 1.2 uh, million followers on, on, on TikTok. And she, uh, and she also has, on some of her videos, like 14 million views. Wow. So I'm not saying, you know, go on TikTok and follow the trend, but yeah. what she did was that was fuel to her fire and she just did it. She just went back and she just decided, all right, I'm going to find my niche. Her niche is uh, writing for dis, you know, if I had a verse, you know, people do that trend mm -hmm. on TikTok where you can mm -hmm. write your own verse to mm -hmm. a popular song. Yeah. She does that, but does it in a, like a diss track way, like yeah. to a lot of songs that are maybe misogynistic. She speaks yeah. a very, she does a very sort of strong female empowering type of verse against yeah. it. And it's just hit, you know, she's just, yeah. she just, she was just nominated for, look, I'm talking everything about her. She was talking about me, but Talk about you. I'm just so, I'm so impressed because she was just um, nominated for best TikTok artist of the year at the iHeart Music Awards. She had to oh, be really? flown to LA and this is all within the Jeez. first year of her, of her career. So I, I'm so proud of her. And, um, mm. but that's just a perfect example as to, you know, when one door closes, another door will open in some way yeah. or another. And yeah. Back to the booking agents, I think that that's, that's where it's all at. That's why it's getting so hard because I don't have, a, I'm barely on TikTok and my Instagram is still, still growing. And I think it's just about like, I'm, you're, you're catching me in a place where I'm, I might be doing well in some areas, but I'm definitely not the area that I want to yeah, be. Yeah. And mm. I want to be performing at festivals. That would be a dream. I just want to be at a festival. Jump on TikTok, you'll be great. Jump on TikTok, you'll be great. You'll kill it. I know, I'm so ridiculous. I should just do it. Yeah, I you should. should. Do you, it. I, you, you'll do well. Like, I actually really mean it. I think you would do well. And the best part about TikTok is it's a platform where, you know, you know when you post something on Facebook or Instagram, right? You know yeah. how, like, it will it will barely show it to the people that actually follow your page. Yeah, and, you know yeah. you can see that. You yeah, know, people like it. You're like, I've got a thousand people here, but why are twenty people? And, and you yeah. go, whatever. TikTok, you just put a couple little tags on it. Bada bing, bada boom. Wake up tomorrow, and you've got like thousands of people seeing it. And you're like, this yeah. is this is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I have not. I don't think I dedicate enough time and effort into it. Um, but I really should. My housemates are so into TikTok. It's just ridiculous yeah. that I haven't actually taken advantage of this <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I actually think you would be quite you, you'd do well you'd just be make money painful content. thing about it though is like so hamish has been trying to get me to do our tiktok right and like i was on it yesterday and my missus was like are you on tiktok and i was like yeah and she went right and i was like i know i'm a grown fucking man on tiktok because i have to be on tiktok i know that's the annoying thing about it is yeah. like you have to do it because yeah. it's so important and i just wish it weren't that like i I, I, I feel like saying even like with my bands with tiktok i feel like just being like we are really good come and watch us that's it, that's it. come and watch yeah. us yeah. like it you like it but that's not the way the world is anymore unfortunately no. you know and i was uh 
I was listening to a, another podcast, as I do. I still listen to all the podcasts I can do, like, uh, that yeah. I can listen to, about, especially about music business. And um, someone was being interviewed who is now doing really well on TikTok. Yeah. Can't remember their name. Good. Oops. Oh, well. They said some very good advice, which is treat it like a job. You know, dedicate mm. one dog, one dog, one day yeah. a week where it's like clocking on. Clock yeah. on at eight and finish at five. You know, like just... You uh, set some time, which of course I haven't done. <laughs> you know, yeah. all this, all this great advice. You've got but... the advice, though. It's there, waiting for you. Whenever yeah. you're ready, I'll it's give you a little. A we already do so much. We already do because, so much. Because <laughs> you can use them for both, though, Taylor. Like if you jump on TikTok and you made a little video, right? And this is what we should be doing as well. So I'm kind of saying this to reinstate. I feel like you're saying, you're saying you it know, to I'm, me. To myself, but this feels very direct right now. Um, one thing learned recently is like even youtube is trying to trying to capitalize on what tiktok's doing so youtube have like really pushed pushing yes. their shorts Thoughts. and their reels yeah. so if you make a video for tiktok just upload it as a short on youtube and then you're kind of going youtube will push that in its algorithm at the moment versus your actual hour-long videos if you just put up 10 seconds of you know rubbish it would get more views in that first hour than videos of you making something mm. of quality at the moment mm. which is interesting but is, is is youtube okay with people because i know that instagram you can't share what you've done on tiktok on instagram reels because you get sort of penalized they know that because you especially because you get that little you know when you share something on tiktok yeah. it shows that little side um well, icon with your yeah. with your um, tiktok handle on it yeah don't do that because they actually pick up on it instagram and then you see it shows it to less people yeah. because of the fact you've it's all you've actually got to make a separate like you could do the same thing on both platforms just upload them separately yeah <laughs> mm, so that okay. they are not that you're not just sharing them because you actually do lose um, yeah. engagement weirdly enough yeah but do you like do you create your videos before like uploading them like like have yeah. them already done so you can just go bang 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 yep yeah. yeah, when I do that, especially with um, look, I'm I, again, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, <laughs> very good on TikTok, but in terms of Instagram, I prepare them. Yeah, I prepare five posts, well, like four to five posts a week, um, on the weekend, the weekend before, and so then it's all done. Whether that's a video, whether that's a just a, an image, um, whether it's carousel or yeah. a reel, um, I just get it all done, uh, the weekend before. So then when I wake up and I'm busy. I actually have a little uh, reminder on my phone to let me know when when to post, which is yeah. for me, according to my followers, is really good at eight fifteen. But that's my that's my sweet spot, you know. And you can find that in your um, insights on yeah. Instagram, mm. um, and that's my sweet spot. So that's when I that's when I post. But uh, what was I just lost my train of thought? But yes, that was. <laughs> it was a good yes, point. Sorry, what yes, you said I was a good them point. All yeah. I prefer them all beforehand. And it's and, and some some videos though, I actually do, especially if it's um promoting a single, I actually do it myself. I edit them myself on Final Cut Pro on my yeah. on my other computer and then uh make sure that they're all in the right dimensions. So, you know, because reels are different dimensions to say a post or video or IGTV, which I don't think they do anymore, but yes. Yeah. Uh I prepare them and edit them on uh, Final Cut and then just share it on my phone and yeah. pop, pop it up there. So yeah, um, I think that's what a lot of people, a lot of people do, including on TikTok. They prepare the videos beforehand and then just yeah. upload them. Yeah. Hamish, Taylor's like a female version of you. 
This is what Hamish does for West Underground. Really? Yeah, yeah. it's like I was round at his house yesterday and I felt I feel like we had this exact he, he was talking me through it exactly how you just talked me through it then. Yeah. Wow, you two are so switched on. It. I need to I need to pick up my game as well. I feel like there's a lot of musicians out there who do and they just don't know the tips and tricks. But if you mm. listen to as many podcasts and, and read as many things as I do, yeah. you, you know, or just speak with speak with my fellow musicians who are doing similar things, you pick up a lot of tips and tricks and yeah. that is one of them. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And you know what's funny is like you can sometimes spend like hours watching tutorials on how to mm. do something, mm. but then meet somebody who 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 is doing the the thing that you want to have the skill to learn how to do and you can learn more in that 15 minutes of what you should be doing and exactly the right little things you should be doing to receive that outcome and not have to spend three hours in a in a you know in a youtube hole and and just have a 15 minute conversation and get those skills that way as well so i think that's really 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 valuable it's mm -hmm. just making sure you're asking you know the people that you're going to for advice are the right people Absolutely. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And full stop. Period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't think I ever really properly answered the fact about your know, the booking agency. I really would, would love to find it. I think that's kind of on my, on my list to do as well this year is to, is to find a booking agency. So, I mean, but I, I'm, I'm booking this tour that I'm planning by myself because mm. I think that not only that grant has only allocated me a certain amount of money and I know booking agents can, Take, take some money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I need some money because it's 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 going to be a big ordeal. But it would have been handy to have someone just to help out with all the logistics of it all. Mm. <laughs> it's where, are you, be... where are you planning on going? Well, um, I don't think I'm going to go. In, I'm not going anywhere up north. So I'm not going to uh, like Byron area. I think mm, that yeah. would be a whole separate trip, you know, yeah. like even up Coff, Coffs Harbour way. Yeah. But I am going to stick around. Uh, up to top Newcastle and then like to Albury and then down south uh, as just like the Wollongong, yeah. Illawarra area. Yeah. So yeah, just keep it, keep it regional. And um, I mean, Albury's, Albury, Albury, um, yeah. that is five hours, a good five hours away. Yeah. So I think that's, that's as far as I can be bothered driving. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I don't want to ask my band members as well to go so far and, you know, I mean, they, uh, Anyway, it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be an interesting, an interesting journey, yeah. especially when you're doing it all on your own. Is and this, so, will this be your first tour? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, I've never, I've never yeah, done anything like that before. A, it's a good thing you've got the grant because. Yep. Ah, uh, we, yeah, spent yep. some experiences doing that. Yeah, you know, I'm really lucky that I've got um, wonderful support around me, and yeah, by support, definitely. I've got a lot of uh, a lot of people but particularly <laughs> i'm gonna bring her up again my mother is fantastic at, mm. at um what's your at mother's name pardon my mother what's her name pam this Pamela. is for you pam yeah well done, pam. she's good she's Your really good pam yeah she's great um but she's uh she's a just a a beast at the whole organization mm. and bookkeeping and whatnot so She's she's helping out a lot with that sort of side of things, and and I'm also going to give a big shout out to someone called um, Howard, who is who is a lawyer, who's also big, a, a, been a bit of a mentor for me, and was actually the guy that um, told me to go for these grants in the first place because he just came across. How did I? 
oh yeah, I just needed some help with a contract. And I, I, I hit him up because he just was recommended to me. And, and then he was just so interested in investing in my career and has been helping me out ever since. So I call him a wonderful mentor to oh, me and nice. my, yeah, and he's been helping out when he can, because I know he's a very busy man. Um, and being pulled in many directions, but he's been helping me out with with finding venues and whatnot too. Yeah. So it's really nice. It's nice when someone like that believes in you. Yeah. There's so many people who might not. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to be. I don't want to sound super negative. It's just I'm being real here. Like, no, it's yeah, true. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely true. Yeah. It's so definitely wonderful true. to have the support of people, and and yeah, it, it's almost to the point where when you've heard, you've <laughs> you've received so many negative comments sometimes, or so much rejection by people. Yeah. That you become almost, I'm just like, <laughs> it doesn't affect me anymore. It's almost terrible because yeah. even when I receive a comment that's so kind, sometimes, you know, I respond, of course, especially to like a DM and someone's said something that's like, you, your music inspires me or something. Mm. And as much as it's so beautiful and it is very touching because I've had so many different reactions, it just goes, boom. like, I'm just like, lovely. That's so great. Like I'm like, a robot. So I feel no emotion now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm dear. kidding. I'm I'm not I'm not entirely kidding, but <laughs> I think um, I think it's good to celebrate the little wins. And we we were having a conversation. Oh, yeah. I remember we had the conversation with Hamish about like how when someone outside of your family believes in you, yeah. and you know even just just to be like oh you you you're doing oh it was the Beck Charwood interview Hamish and it's just when when she met a, a comedy manager and she was talking about you know packing it in and quitting and then. Just by him being like, no, you, you're really good at this. I need you to keep doing this. And But just by being an outsider, yeah. for you to go, oh, I'm doing the right thing. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. And I think I think it's, I know it's hard because it can be such a negative industry. Yeah. But <laughs> those those little victories, you know, it's like, it's like, don't read the comments as well, kind of thing. It's like when you oh, get, yeah. when you get something really, really nice and it just takes you away from the idea of you know am i doing this pointlessly or you know that's right i'm not guided doing it it just yeah it helps so for those people out there that do that send those nice messages keep doing it because i know taylor's saying she's a robot but she she needs those (laughs) (laughs) oh no i'm full of emotion she's full of emotion she's too emotional if you ask me but in saying that, um, I do know that places like uh, Triple J, which is, you know, our, our tastemaker, national tastemaker in Australia, uh, they actually prefer sometimes to um, be in contact directly with the artist. Um, so, you know, you might have a radio plug or be working with PR, but in actual fact, they actually prefer talking directly with an artist because it's a little bit more personable, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like watching the journey of an artist um, starting from scratch. But... Yeah, so I, I, in saying that, I'm going to try booking agents like some of your best ones and just say, hey, come to this gig and, you know, it's all who you know too. So I'm going to try and like get people that I know (laughs) who know, who knows you through someone else who knows you and and sort of hit up people that way as well. There's just so many different avenues that you can try and. Yeah, and there's no harm in trying them all. I know. Yeah. We've all tried them all. <laughs> when, are we, when are we gonna win? <laughs> What's the worst they can say is, is no. Well, that's exactly you know what right. I mean? Like exactly, whatever. yeah. The worst and that can happen is they say no, and then exactly right. Okay, next. You should try, or they just say you know, try in the next couple of years, or yeah. you know. 
And consent, says, consent oh. in the music industry, you know, consent in life is great. But yeah. if a booking agent says no, just keep pestering them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they're gonna give, they're gonna give in eventually, and they will like book, you, they will book you at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of the truth. I, I recently did a course. Um, see, I do, I do a, I've done a couple of courses um, that I've invested in, and they've been pretty good. Mm. One in particular uh, was with School of Deep Cuts, and um, she just, it, she said, you know, persistence really is key. Like, it, there's some places, you know, unless you're badgering them, you know, with several emails a day or every day yeah. for three weeks. Um, just the every five days kind of rule, just email them and say, hey, following up this last email and eventually they will get back to you. But yeah. I don't think they'll ever really consider you a pest, you know, unless you're doing something crazy. Yeah. But it's, that's just what it is. It's, that's exactly what this industry is. It is patience and persistence. I cannot stress that enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not being too hard on yourself. I mean, is that's that the name of your EP by any chance? Patience and Persistence. It should be. Yeah, yeah I think it's, I think it it's the be. album name. I think that's the I think album. That's just, the name of the tour? That's the definition of artists. Yeah. Patience, yeah. That's so true, isn't it? Like, you know, you said before you could put a full stop, but that I think you could put a full stop after every creative endeavor altogether. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, the, you know, persistence. They do. Yeah. But um, I was also like the observation thing I wanted to ask you is like, have you ever noticed sometimes like when it comes to people in the, in the, in the world, right, you, you do something and those initial people around you will, you know, will support you and need like your, your, you know, your core support group. And then as things kind of go out like that, you know, in the next kind of wave of people in your life, if you're, if you're understanding the analogy here, it, and then you get, get people, you know, that, that you've met once or twice in your life and something you've done is Really, like they they think you know it's it's perceived as being really big and exciting but then there's those people in the middle layers there that are just like oh, i know taylor she lives around the you know on the uh, um, in that building over there she's in that apartment and it's not big it's not a big deal to them but you know to, to other people that are like mm-hmm. you know further down the i don't know the social imagine it being like a wave wave pool yes yeah I, I've, I've just noticed that recently and i've just wondered like you know have you have you noticed that as well? Always. Always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got your core your core believers who are usually yeah. your parents and your family and yeah. your friends. Um, and then and then as soon as you do a show as well, there'll be new fans or new followers that come up and say, "You are amazing," or you know, "I'm following you." Where do I buy the rest of your stuff? And it's just you are the bee's knees to them. And yeah. then there's always the people that you've got to continue prodding at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're like, yeah. And I've even got like some of my closest friends. Uh, um, I still kind of like I've got to push them, prod them to come to a gig. <laughs> yeah. You know, because and they might be literally around the corner from it, but they've got something else on. You know, mm. like it's just, and you get that in your in your friendship groups, and then there's also you know people around that especially peers within the industry they're like yeah i've got to come down to your show but mm. i can't bother <laughs> yeah, i'm yeah. guilty of it i know i'm definitely in that middle ground for some for some people too where i'm like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then no i'm guilty of it but um 
yeah, I think I understand your waves, <laughs> your waves yeah. analogy there. Yeah. yeah. I, did I, I answer I, that correctly? I don't even know if I even answered that. Did I answer that? No, well, it wasn't. Was I don't know. a question? <laughs> it, was, it was more of just like an observation recently that I've, I've kind of noticed when, when you, mm. like, for an example, right, we'll put out a video and, uh, and whatever, we put out one a week, right? And sometimes, like, it's, it's often, like, you get messages from people you never thought you would. And the people that you thought you would, it's just like, oh, whatever. We know Hamish, he lives over there, you know. That's, you know. Well, the way to get through to them is to constantly email them. I know I've got groups of friends, like I said, who are followers of mine but wouldn't know that I've just released a song. And it's like the biggest thing in the world to me, biggest yeah. thing in the world to those who, you know, I just happen to be in my algorithm and constantly get my posts on, say, Instagram. Mm. But all those friends of mine that I'm like, you know, we just had coffee the other day and you still don't know that I just released a song. You're just going to keep mm. prodding them. It, it, mm. it really is just a matter of just being a, a, a persistent, but not a pest. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's so like key as well. Like the whole, you know, like I've even got family members and like, Oh yeah, Jack's in a band or Jack's mm. in a podcast. None of them have probably listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> fucking immediate social groups or oh, Jack's in a podcast. Have you listened to it? No. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like, have you listened to it? So it's, it is hard. And I think also like when you start off in music, so like when I, I started playing in bands when I was 16, mm -hmm. you initially can pull a very big crowd when you're that age, I'd say yeah. 18 to 21. Yep. Yep. Because people haven't got anything else to do really. No, yeah. they're young. They're, they just yeah. want to go out. And, yeah. Um, where there's a lot of my friends now, like, oh, it's a bit noisy, isn't it? It's a bit noisy. Oh, yeah. And COVID, you know, has totally screwed that up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It scares, you know, it scares so. a lot of people from even venturing it's outside. Not even, it's not even that. It's it's the lack of energy now. We've, mm -hmm. We're so used to being indoors that just going out to dinner for a couple of hours, you're just exhausted by the time yeah. you're done. Yeah. And I'm someone that gets has a lot of energy, and even I can just be just be taken out of you and after a gig you're just exhausted because mm. you're just not used to it <laughs> yeah. so even more so now um and of course as people get older and maybe they're partnered up or some may even be married or have kids of course life gets in the way and then it's like oh that was i'm not so keen to go out and watch live music anymore mm. i've got things to do and i've got places to be which is super hard as well but i got plenty of single friends and they should just be like you know coming out to see me you know, the more you come out to see me, you may just meet, you know, your partner or, you know, you know, just have yeah. a bit of fun. Might have a good time. Yeah. You may have a good time, you know. <laughs> get off Tinder and get to the gig. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tinder. Plus, that's a better story too. Like you met your, your, you know, the girl of your dreams or the guy of your dreams at a, at a, at a bar, at a gig, and then you're going to be hired for the wedding. <gasps> oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Oh, that's so right <laughs> that would be so sweet um yeah it's it just it, it with that with those sort of middle people mm. that it, it's 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 amy shark talk, talks about that too mm. you know she's she's huge now but she used to say that she used to play at pubs her own music to no one she would ask her friends to come along everyone was busy you know and now yeah. she's amy shark and she's performing the sold out you know, yeah. 
shows and everywhere and and everybody wants to be on that guest list now yep yeah. yep that's what i mean it's it's serious seriously for, for those places that throw that that close that door smack in your face you just mm. want to say you know what you're gonna regret that one day i feel you know and, yeah. and, and even if it does like i don't want to ever think that it might not happen mm. <laughs> you know because one day you know you, i just want to believe that that will be the case it's yeah. just fuel to your fire that's what it's all about have you had the nice moment where somebody has knocked you back and then like down the line because you've done something that is, you know, that is good or whatever, though they see your growth that they've kind of come back and knocked, tried to knock on the door and you just, you just, it just makes you, it makes you smile a little bit inside. It's like. I've had it less with industry types and more of old friends or oh, okay. old friends, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, uh, people that I went to high school with or whatnot. I, I went to a high school that was a little bit, I wouldn't say the best. It was, it mm. was very, a bit nasty. Yeah. Um, and just people just who didn't quite believe in you then. And, and then you start releasing music and things yeah. are doing all right. And then they message you personally being, um, you know, I'm really sorry that I treated you that way or, you know, things like that. Where it's, or, you know, I might put out a post where, you know, I talk about, cause I talk about mental health a lot and, I put out a post and talk about how bad high school was and they get back to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I was, you know, I was, I wasn't that nice to you, but I always thought it was because I was really jealous of you or, you know, I was mm, really, yeah. you're always the life of the party and I didn't want to be that way. So I used to just put you down because of that reason. That's going slightly off topic, but, um, oh, no, no, that, yeah, that, that's, I think, but no, you know it's what perfect. I mean? Like it's, it's perfect yeah. actually. It's perfect. Yeah, I, think, I think that that's, but no, I haven't had that experience yet in industry. I don't think I'm trying to think of a moment where that might've happened, but I don't think so. Um, no, I'm hoping for that moment one day. No, it'll come. It'll come <laughs> in time. But, it, but it, it's just it's just a little, it's just really like you're like, yeah. ha-ha. You know, it's just that little moment. Yeah. But um, I, I definitely had it with high school people as well. Like, like uh, I was even saying to Jack last week, I was saying like people in high school that, you know, like, you know, I wasn't the most popular kid in the school, but, it, but then the, those that were, and now suddenly coming and you know watching watching your stuff and like, you're like this is bizarre. Yeah. Chain of events, you know. Yeah, I like that. It's it's a really sort of nice full circle thing. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like it's like when I. It's okay. So I I entered this the way the reason why I got back into music was because I sort of won this competition, but going into it I had never performed my music in front of people before. So I used to be in a band that was an original funk soul jazz band. It was a collaborative effort. I was in that band for years. Um, but I'd, I'd been writing all my own stuff, but I'd never performed my own stuff. Would never dream of it. I was terrified. Yeah. Um, so the only people that ever heard it was my parents and that was it. So I, went, I, I randomly entered this competition called Emma Genza, which is like an international battle, battle of the band style competition. Mm, yeah. Um, and it, many acts go for this, went for this competition. And they've done this every year. I think COVID kind of stopped it, but um, they, they would have hundreds and hundreds of acts from all around Australia entering mm -hmm. this competition. There'll be many rounds. Um, and, I, and I just came in do, 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 with, my, with my father, actually, as my accompaniment on, yeah. on guitar and piano. It was just the two of us. So, you know, you have all these bands or solo artists and then just, do, 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 just I was coming on stage being, these are my songs. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember just, it wasn't in a very obvious sense, but I knew that just being backstage and the vibe, I kept getting through rounds and rounds. And I was like, wow, this is, this is incredible. And it was based a lot on like audience votes or, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it would 
I would get through each round and eat through each round. And by the time I hit their finals, it was just a guarantee that this one band was going to rent win. And they had all their people there. And, and it was, it was the final, the finals in, in Australia, they had the audience voting and then also a panel of judges. Mm. And there were just two bands in particular, but one band I think was the absolute favorite and everyone was chanting their name, chanting their name, chanting their name. And they're lovely, lovely people in that band, I have to say, but there was this air of like, we got this, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of uh, for this little duo was like, cool. I'm, you know, I'm so excited for you. Cause the winners got to go to Germany and, 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 and perform in the international finals, which is yeah. amazing. But then I performed and then uh, they kind of slotted me in between in the set, like the, in the, the run list, I was slotted in between the two most popular bands. I was yeah. like, thanks. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, but uh, I couldn't have been more appreciative, really, because I guess, you know, the right people, all the people were there because they were there yep. to see the other two bands. They were there waiting. And so I was going in front of them. Anyway, I ended up winning it. So <laughs> I ended up winning the Australian uh, sec uh, segment and then being flown over to the U.S. Uh, sorry, to the U.S., the, uh, to, the, to Europe and, and then performing in the international finals. But and that's kind of like what me maybe fall back into music. And yeah. that's... Uh, that was kind of like my own moment where I was like, ha, ha, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, these two big popular bands and they were excellent and they are mm. excellent fans, but you know, unfortunately that I, I mean, unfortunately for them, great for me. I won. Suckers. <laughs> yeah, you won. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't want to be like suckers because they deserved it as much as I did, but um, um, it was just, you know, it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, maybe I got something here and you know, Oh, you so you've definitely got something if you win in that competition. Yeah, it was really cool. They flew me over to Germany and I performed in the international finals and I came fourth overall, which is mm. fine. Because again, same thing. It's just me and my dad. And we just yeah. performed on stage and we were the only duo amongst all these bands and we still managed to come fourth. Yeah. And I won Best Singer too, which was Wait. nice. <laughs> oh, wow, congratulations. Um, yeah, so that was that. Okay, that that moment right there was when I decided, yeah, I'm gonna go back to music because I had stepped away from the whole entertainment industry for a while there. Mm. Nice. Well, I'm glad you did. And um, I just want to ask, like, how did they say your name in in like in Germany? Like, how? Did... So they actually didn't. At that point, I was still Taylor Beetle Williams. Yeah. So I remember they had they actually in Australia. There is a video of it, and he is um, the MC was a, a, a French man. With a very strong French accent, it was yeah. Taylor Bidouillems. Like it was just, it was, so cute. it was so cute, and, yeah. and I think he actually emceed the actual finals in in Germany as well. So same thing. That's how they pronounced it. Yeah, Taylor. I can't. I can't. I cannot yeah. do the French accent justice. No, that was a pretty good impression. Like, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I was wondering how the Germans would uh, just get, get get behind the pronunciation of it. No, yeah. there, I, there were there was Germany, like the, the country, because yeah. it was from all different countries, like in the international finals. But it, essentially, Emma Genza is, I, I believe, an, an Italian, um, an Italian competition. That's where oh, I think okay. it, its foundations were. So oh, there were a lot more Italians there than yeah. than Germans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So where did they like when when they blew you out? Like where did you where did you go in like in Europe? Where was the final held? Oh, just amazing! I actually extended that holiday to become two months because <laughs> yeah. I thought, well, I've, I'd never been to Europe before, and I wanted to travel around. But it was at uh, Rothenburg, so oh, nice. um, 
Rothenburg Op de Tobor, which I think is what it's called. Um, it was at the Tobotel Festival, Other which is actually a massive pronunciations are available. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm uh, awful at pronouncing oh, it. But uh, they had this you, whole, you were there anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. People uh, may correct you, but it doesn't matter because they weren't there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 Australian's going to be trying to correct you for. Tobotel. Yeah, you know, how we would say it, <laughs> Um, And there was this little—they set up this little stage in the back of a big festival. And there were thousands and thousands of people there, so it was um, a really magical moment. Yeah. I remember actually the Hilltop Hoods were performing there that same that oh, same wow. festival too. Wow. So I was like, "Oh, guys, <laughs> it's me! I'm Australian." <laughs> <laughs> so cool, but yeah, yeah. And so then, um, yeah. So I was at Rothenburg. Just an amazing, oh. amazing quaint little um village but then had this massive field that they could hold the festival in so mm. it was really cool wow That's yeah amazing. how did you find europe but i had to find europe oh yeah. oh amazing oh, just beautiful yeah. i'd always wanted to i've always wanted to travel there i've traveled many different places i've traveled to the u.s a lot and then um to africa and and mm. to um I mean, like Kenya and Malawi, and then went to Egypt and Fiji mm. and New Zealand. I mean, I, I've been everywhere, <laughs> but um, but never Europe. And so, God, it was gorgeous. I really, I think my favorite place. I didn't get to go to the UK at all. That wasn't the, the half of Europe I was in. Mm. But I went to Aust. Oh, I loved Austria. Austria yeah, was probably Austria's my favorite. Beautiful. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. I went to a place, not only Vienna, but I went to uh, this beautiful town city i don't know what you would call it hallstatt which is mm. you just gotta look it up h-a-l-l-s-t-a-t-t i think it is and um one of the most beautiful places i've ever been the mountains i remember we, we you can only you catch a train there and then you have to catch a boat there um you catch a train to where the where the boats are and then you travel across by boat i remember it was the first time i'd ever seen mountains that high like i mm. just and i burst into tears i'm very much a, like a, when i'm overwhelmed by a vision as, as beautiful as that you know, you just see the, the landscape in front of you and I just welled up. I was like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> and it was, it was just magical. One of the most beautiful places I've ever been. But Europe itself was insanely gorgeous. There were so many wonderful memories. Mm. The only thing that I found was that Italians didn't love tourists. <laughs> mm. uh, no, they um, don't. They don't. Which I don't they blame don't them. No. I do not no. blame them at all because everywhere you turn, there is a tourist, especially in the touristy areas. Like mm. it's just, if you live in those in those cities and those towns, damn, it'd be so annoying. We're yeah. just lucky that Australia is so big. I think, <laughs> you, know what, you know what it is with, uh, especially France and with Italy as well, if you don't bother learning any of their language, right? Mm. Yes. They just go, whatever. You know what yep. I mean? So yep. like, um, yeah, and I, like I done a bit of time in like Milan with my missus, and it was oh, you know trying to trying to go like un espresso per favore, you know what I mean? And you're like just oh, I'm I'm doing my best, I promise. Yes, it's a beautiful language, but like mm. most countries, it's best to know at least a little bit oh, of what you're, of what they're saying because. I mean, it's just, just doesn't annoy. Nice, just doesn't annoy. Nice yeah, yeah. It, it's polite. I think it's very polite. Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, did you find that journey and that trip helped you with your songwriting? Seeing mm -hmm. a bit more of the world. Nope. No. <laughs> I mean, I could say yes, but 
no I, I, I really took a, took a moment to like step back and just enjoy the sights and sounds yeah. around me yeah. I think, but also I was there for two months and that's not long enough when you're traveling around Europe. Yeah. So you're busy as I had no, I didn't have much rest time. I really, I, did, I, I brought a book to even write as, in a, as a journal. Don't think I touched a page. Like it was, <laughs> I was just so busy looking at looking. It was yeah. it's just so much to do. Just take um, uh, But I think, I think in general, like when you've traveled a lot, you've become a little more worldly. And so you've, mm. you've experienced a lot. Like you, it's, so you've seen a lot of things of the good, the bad, the ugly, and yeah. that always can help um, with inspiration for songwriting. Of course, of course. Yeah. What a beautiful experience as well, like to do that with your dad. You know, yeah, like, it's, that's that's amazing. It that was, really it was amazing. It was actually our first time where we got to perform together, mm. and we've been performing together ever since, which is truly magical. Like, it, um, yeah. he's an amazing, amazing musician in his own right, and he's. I, I'm so I'm so inspired by him. So to be able to actually do that was just incredible. So but, is, is is your old man? Is he still playing in his original bands? Is he is he still? Oh yeah, yeah. He plays everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah. He just had a gig. Where was he? Newcastle? No. Mm. He's he's somewhere. He, he yeah. performs a lot. Yeah. yeah. He's part of a band called Dragon. Oh, so yeah, okay. he, um, they perform. All around, they. Yeah. I mean, when they could, they could travel. They used to travel overseas a lot mm. as well. Um, he's, they're one of the busiest working bands. I would say, especially before COVID, the yeah. busiest band, most hardworking band in Australia. <laughs> I, I think. think I, I think it's they- it's so good as well that you have that to lean on because, yeah. like, although his experience will be different. Like, obviously, the time he was doing it, and what you know, like. Mm. when when they were doing these great things it's like he i'm sure even though like your mom is you know your big supporter and yeah your, your momager like the the fact he understands where your mind could be in certain moments because he's experienced that himself yeah you know although i, I, I think it's quite beautiful that. it is yeah. and he's they're both just I have wonderful parents. They're mm. so supportive. Um, the only thing that I would say is that my the industry is very different to what my dad yeah different up, time grew up in. <laughs> it's a different time. I surprise him a lot with the sort of things that I do. He has no idea mm. because there's just so much more to to yeah. handle yourself. You can, know, I, so. can I ask Taylor what what band was your was your father in? I was just saying, yeah, he's um, he's the lead singer of a band called Dragon. So they oh, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so they perform everywhere uh, all the time, and now they're back into yeah. it now that they can. Yeah. So and they're traveling a lot. Um, yeah. Bruce was so, my guitar teacher. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's awesome! Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce is lovely. <laughs> yeah, um, Bruce is like he's, he's we have this we share the same last name except his is spelled wrong. He's got an R. Yes, R- wrong. It's he wrong. might say it's spelled right. It's wrong. <laughs> oh, how do you read, Jack? How do you spell read? R E A D. Exactly. That's the right way. Whew, spell and B. I'm glad I passed that test. <laughs> but, um, no, he's so, great. Yeah. So, the whole band are uh, stellar musicians. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, what did he think of the recent thing of the Prime Minister doing the cover? <laughs> great. Um, yeah. They actually quoted him and used, used my dad's quote everywhere when they promoted and that was just yeah. like dragons 
dragons back in the dragons famous again for all the wrong reasons <laughs> you know because i mean it's great it was great free publicity you know yeah. <laughs> and and only about a week or two after that whole incident uh dragon performed nearby and i went to the gig near where i live and and you should have seen it was it was absolutely packed it was actually the weekend we were allowed to take off the masks again oh, yeah. and everyone could be just totally normal pretty much and oh my gosh it was jam-packed and as soon as april sun came on yeah. everyone was spitting those words out because they knew the words <laughs> yeah they know how the song goes um but yes they they all found it very humorous that whole scomo incident yeah <laughs> i think we all will whether you're a dragon fan or not i think we all know that song pretty well and it was pretty um surprising that he didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. what was worse, the, the the ukulele playing or just like it, everything was just a bit off. <laughs> Everyone trying to join in. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was just very stilted. I, I, yeah, no, it was, I, felt, I felt like he could have been a little bit more prepared for that moment. Yeah, exactly. Like, mm. you know, if I was going to do that on national TV, I would definitely be practicing my ukulele beforehand. That's one yes. thing I will say about ScoMo is he's always prepared, isn't he? <laughs> no he's comment. always prepared Period. for the west that's oh. what i'll say he's always prepared for the west Full I mean, and, stop. And, and you almost i almost felt bad like for for well i did feel bad for carl in that that thing he he he, he was he, i think he, he could see it on his face he thought what the fuck and he's just like yeah carl's great carl's carl's such a great um a great host and presenter and yeah he, he pretty much handled that well. <laughs> especially because you know he, he also talked i mean i know that dragon have been on his morning show mm. many times yeah. so it was just yeah, yeah. Uh, you just have to sigh yeah <sighs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear but it, but i mean it's good 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 pr for for, for dragon yeah like it, everyone mm. was talking and stuff yeah yeah no, it was great um yeah, they couldn't have asked for sort of a better because not only that, but everyone sort of rallied. Yeah, sort of like rallied for Dragon because. Yeah. yeah. Know, how can you not know that song? Yeah, Come exactly. On. And how can you butcher it like that too? It's a it's a classic. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Full stop. Now, are you are you like? Do you have Kiwi heritage? I do. Yes. No. Um, both my parents are from New Zealand. Uh, I actually recently just became an, an Australian citizen. And it's funny because I was born here. Yeah. But because both my parents are Kiwi, I was automatically given an, a New Zealand passport. So I'm automatically a New Zealand citizen. So all these years I've been a permanent resident and I didn't realize that I actually could, after the age of, I believe, 12, could apply for Australian citizenship as well. I never knew this until I went for a grant and they actually asked, you know, are you a citizen? Are you a temporary visitor? Or are you a permanent resident with a visa? And I was yeah. like, I'm none of those things. I'm just a permanent resident. I don't have a yeah. visa. I don't need a visa. I'm just, I live here. So then I realized, oh my gosh, that's the only choice I have. <laughs> yeah. And so then I looked into it and I realized all this time, all these years, I could have been an Australian citizen as well, but yeah. um, that's yeah, so ridiculous though. If you're born here, that you're not a citizen. No, like, no, no, I, I like you literally. Born, a, it, like, the weird thing so is, so ridiculous. 
it's always surprised people when I said, yeah, I was born here, but because I had New Zealand parents, I became a New Zealand citizen, not mm. an Australian one. And, they, and people just went, huh? And I didn't honestly didn't, I, when I said it, I always be like, oh yeah, it's weird. <laughs> is, that just New Ze- is that just New Zealand not wanting to let their, let their citizens go? And be- yeah. No, of course not. I, I don't know what it was. I think it was an Australian government thing, to be honest. Oh, okay. um, uh, yeah, because you can get dual citizenship. It yeah. was, it's mm. just surprising. Oh, but anyway, yes, I have Kiwi blood in me, and that's basically all I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my parents, um, my mum is English, Scottish, Irish. My dad has English, Scottish, Irish, <laughs> and uh, Maori, which yeah. are native peoples, and uh, of New Zealand. And then I know that in my father father's ancestry, there's also Spanish. So it's so little, but I'll claim it. Because it's yeah, nice. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah I'll, say, I'll say that I'm Spanish. <laughs> Me. <laughs> See. Yeah, no. So, Taylor, if you weren't doing music, what would you be doing? I'd probably be a zookeeper. Or something to do with um, something to do with animals. Mm. So, I, I'm, a tra- I'm actually a trained zookeeper. I'm oh, a qualified yeah. zookeeper. Yeah. I, uh, I took a step back in 2016 from the whole entertainment industry yeah. and decided to travel and do what I've always wanted to do. And that was volunteer in, in Africa and do wildlife volunteering. So, I, I, you know, because I love I love animals so much. So I went there and I worked with the Maasai um, community there in Kenya and camped out in the middle of nowhere and did a lot of big cat monitoring and watching the big five, you know, including elephants and, and lions and, and you know, zebra, uh, you know, everyone, you know, if you, if you can imagine a safari, I was there <laughs> in the yeah. middle of nowhere. In the, in the mix of it? In the mix of it, yeah, in the midst of it. And it was just absolutely wild, literally. And then after that, I traveled to Malawi and then I had a totally different experience there where I was a bit more, I was n- not camping. I was in an, in a closure um, with a, a lot of volunteers and, um, and I got sort of the idea of husbandry, which is basically what zookeeping is, mm. which is taking care of animals and whatnot. I came back home with a whole new lease on life, as you do when you go volunteering anywhere, and decided I got to follow this up because this makes me really, really happy. Mm. So I started studying animal studies at Taronga Zoo, at the, their institute there. And then that naturally just sort of followed into doing a zookeeping uh, certificate. So. I am actually a qualified zookeeper, but before I ever got to apply for a job, that's when I went to Imagenza and then I won the competition there. Okay. And then I just sort of fell back into music. Um, but yeah, if I, if I, I think maybe, maybe not a zookeeper, it's very, you know, zookeeping is just as hard an industry to get into because there's so few positions and mm. so many people who want to be a zookeeper. Um, but yes, I, I would do something to do with animal conservation or be a dog walker or a dog trainer because mm. I love dogs and I walk a lot of them. And they're the happiest things in the world. I love yeah, dogs. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah, I'd do something to do with wildlife. I yeah. was just thinking when you were talking about the safari, like how I'd be dead in five minutes if I was there <laughs> because I'd just be going, <laughs> I was going to say, is it because you're high maintenance or no? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she gets me. She gets me. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I would be, I'd, be, I'd be like, I'd be like, do you hear that? Do you hear that? And I it was it would was very eaten alive. It was magical. I would, be like I would a, stay a beast. in like a campsite in Kenya. I'd be sleeping in a campsite, and you just hear the sound of lions. Yeah. You know, you know, they do that sort of like, yeah. 
at the end of every night. Yeah. I did the most amazing job at impersonating that, but anyway. Um, I was going to say, maybe, maybe that, that could be your career that, path. This is so uh, off topic. But just out of curiosity, have you been to my hometown? Like, I, I'm, I'm uh, born and raised in Dubbo. Oh, heck yes, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where I studied. That's where I studied zookeeping. So I did. I did the first animal studies um, course at Sydney Stronger Zoo. Yeah. And then thought, you know what? I want to get out of Sydney for a bit. So I ended mm. up traveling to Dubbo, going back and forth from Dubbo to Sydney throughout the whole of 2017, and studied zookeeping there. Yeah. Oh my oh, gosh. Yeah. The Taronga Western Plains Zoo there is one of the most amazing zoos, and the zookeepers are incredible. And I made so many lifelong friends there. Yeah. And uh, I, I could not recommend Dubbo enough. Dubbo has a really bad rap for some reason. Yeah, and it's, yeah. And it's, but it's a really, <laughs> I've it's, got such an image of Dubbo just from no, the story Tamis tells me about growing no, up there. No, I no, don't know it what is, it looks like. In my mind, it's, it's, it's like different. It's, 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 it's very flat. No, it is very flat. It is very flat. I'll give it that. But then so is a lot of the Australian, yeah. you know, regional Australia. Mm. Um, originally South Wales. I love the people there, the yeah. vibe. There's, there's a great community there. Like they have great markets, great par- bars and pubs. And, you know, I, I mean, I'd, maybe I was just lucky because I had a really good tight-knit group of friends uh, mm-hmm. that I was around all the time when I was in Dubbo. But, man, it's a great, great vibe there. And I think it, it doesn't get enough get enough um, recognition for its yeah. its culture there. It's, oh, it's a great, cool. it's, a, it's an up-and-coming place, I think. It, I think it needs it needs more of a more of a wrap you know it's good yeah, yeah. Well, well it will be soon i think that i i just saw like the thing come out that they've given they've given the town heaps of money to build bigger things whether it's going to become like the you know the the city outside of the city yeah good as yeah. it should be i think so there's a lot of towns that just don't that aren't well known enough but everyone just has this idea of double yeah double, you know <laughs> and i mean i i i didn't have any I actually didn't know what I was getting into, so I was just like, yeah. "You're cool. I'm going to Dubbo. Yeah, it's great." Such would you take the buggies experience. around? Like, would you just get? Would they let you just drive like the little buggies around the zoo? No, is it oh, me? Really? No, I wasn't experienced enough to do that yet. Oh. That would have been great, but no, I did travel in them a lot with the zookeepers, but yeah. no, that, I wasn't. I wasn't allowed to drive those yet. I was still studying. I was just a student. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I went back recently and they never let like when we when we did school trips and stuff the school would never get enough budget to get the little buggies but this time when I went back at Christmas time I got the buggy and I drove Yay! around there on the buggy and I felt so cool and because it's, it's all been like, so long because of COVID I mean I I had visited just before COVID yeah really hit so I um haven't been back since but I really want to yeah. I actually think I was trying to get that as part of my um my tour but there's not there's not enough music venues there i know that they're for great southern nights which is awesome um i don't know yeah. if you know about it Sid. yeah yeah it's a huge initiative in new south wales um they have the garden hotel i think in dubbo yeah. and um and what's the other one well um, wentworth uh, wentworth hotel no am no, i getting that wrong no, no, what's the other major one there's the emaru and it's not that one Thank you. And yeah that one yeah they, they have a few gigs there but i know that sometimes just because they have the funding due to Great Southern Nights, but yeah, I would love did to try it. At the old bank, I love the old bank. Oh, yeah, I'd did love you get that a, place. Have you booked yours? Book, like, have you tried to get in touch? With Not those, yet. No, go, I haven't. I think um, I I know that the setup that of my band it's um, 
it's fairly technical (laughs) because we play with a lot of tracks as well as um, my drummer has not only an acoustic kit, but also a pad, a little octopad. So um, that can get a little bit, um, a little bit complicated when it comes to some venues, which is why it's also been hard to try and book because uh, you need somewhere that has a good sound system or, you know, has a bit more of like a, an advanced sound system to be able to do that. Some places, or or a sound engineer who knows what they're doing. Yeah. And because um, some places you go there and, and it's fine, we can figure it out in our own, but a lot yeah. of places they just scratch their heads and they're like, we don't have the equipment for this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's a bit complicated. But yes, I would love to perform there because I remember going, um, when I was studying there, uh, I would I would often go to their like uh, their sing-along nights. I forgot yeah. what night that was, but yeah. Yeah, and I would sing along. I would get up and have a little <laughs> face. Yeah. yeah. No, I was just thinking when you said that because I, when I went back, they they renovated it and they put more speakers and a bigger stage outside and stuff. Oh, the, cool! The I didn't know that. What their tech writer is, and then you could do Tamworth as well and Bathurst and Margie. Yeah, no, I'm 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 booked in Bathurst. I'm booked at the the Victoria oh. Little Alberts. Yeah, there, which is a yeah a really cool venue. I'm looking forward to that one. That'll be in, my tour is not going to be until October, so I'm trying to get in early. Yeah, that's, that's one thing. If there's any like. As an indie artist, if there's any advice, there's a lot of advice I would give, but one of them is be prepared yeah. ahead of time. Have all your ducks lined up in a row. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just I was just happy that you're playing not in, in Bathurst, not in like, you know, May, June, July, because otherwise you'd be you'd be it'd be freezing. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's more of like the idea of spring. spring. Yeah. It's probably gonna be yeah. pouring with rain, but <laughs> <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what this what we'll see what this year brings. Who knows? It could be a new variant, and everything is cancelled again. Hopefully not. Fingers yeah, crossed. yeah. It's hard to get too excited about anything. I think we'll be all right by then. Maybe. You know what I think is going to happen next is I think the next thing will has to be is the frogs will start falling from the skies. We've had the we've had the floods. We've had the fires. We've had the COVID. <laughs> like, what else can you throw at us? Honestly, I don't know what's happening with this world. It's it's just been well. We do know, don't we? It's climate change, and El Nino is uh, in full force. So we just gotta get better at mm. living. Yeah. <laughs> Collectively, I, I when I studied zookeeping and everything to do with animals, I mean, I will be the first to admit that I was living blindsided. So I not blindsided. Yeah, blindsided. What is it when you just the got my blinkers on? on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think blindsided was the right term, but it'll anyway, do. Um, it'll do. You kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, walking around completely with blinkers on, no yeah. idea what was going on really. And once I started really honing into it, and also just the community, especially in Dubbo, the the zookeepers are very conscious of their lifestyle choices in terms of you know carbon footprint or mm. reducing plastic use and all that. And it really they really instilled it in me. So it just opened up my eyes to what we could be doing better. what's annoying about that is though is like you know we can stop as much single-use plastic as we want and then like an oil pipeline will burst and just be pissing oil out we can't win honestly we can't win or like private jets are flying over and it's like yeah we always do our bit but the ones who can really make a difference i know know? but i feel like even if it's a little bit, it's better yeah. than nothing. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's, just, oh it's, 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 it's so it's hard just, because... It's just, it feels like it's always like the average Joe. You need to be better at this. And you go, oh, I will do it. And then they go, we'll have a look at that soon. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. we'll, we'll think about it soon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's hard. It's hard to convince everyone to do it, especially because everyone's so um, engrossed in their own lives. Mm. So, yeah. And we've got so many different things, phones, you know, yeah. um, computers. I, I, and I challenge you to listen cars. to a song, actually. It's by a, a Liverpool artist named Zuzu. She's a singer-songwriter. She's absolutely brilliant. She's got a song called This Van Is Evil, and it's about how she knows the hair burning fuel around the UK and driving around Europe and to get to yeah. shows, how bad it is, but it's necessary. Mm. So, yeah. like, she has, like, litter-picking campaigns and, like, doing everything else she can do because she knows that is something she cannot change. You know? I like that. And it's a That's great a really song thing. as well. It's a great mm. song. Yeah, you're going to have to link that up to me. Yeah, I'll, like I'll send that over to you. It's very good. Please do, yeah. I wrote there's a, a, there's a line in it called, uh, what's it say? There's a line that says, I'm from planet Earth, so, you know, I put my own needs first. Nice. That's very Terrible, good line. but so yeah, true. I'll send you that. I'll send you that. Please do, yeah. Yeah, I wrote a song called Last Child, which was very much inspired by climate change and mm. the, pol- the political input or lack of, lack of. <laughs> for uh, for climate change. And yeah, that's that's my song. I think I'll be releasing it soon. I actually have it all ready to go. Like all the music video and the and the, the behind the scenes video edited and all the mm. jazz, but yeah. uh, cover art ready to go. But I just haven't found the right time to release it because I got other music to do first. But yeah, I'm hoping to release that soon too. This world's just going nuts and I'm a bit over it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit over all. how yeah. crazy yeah. this world is getting. I just want everyone to be live in harmony and all the animals be okay and none extinct. Yeah. And no, no abuse. I just, I just want world peace. That's right. World yeah. peace. That's all we all want. Well, Taylor, thank you very, very, very much for your time. Thank like, you, this guys. This has been so good. The Jeremy Beadle thing blew me mind. The Zookeeper <laughs> thing blew me mind. The Dragon thing blew me mind. <laughs> A lot of this is... is, is blown my mind I'm sorry if I ramble that's I just think, my natural I think the place. main thing that blew Hamish's mind when you were giving Dubbo a big Dubbo a big thumbs up he was like oh, yeah. that's where I'm from that's yeah I'm yeah well I don't get like like there's look there's not many people from like you've got Jack you've got the Beatles I've got a zoo you know that's that's you know a yeah. great zoo yeah. a great zoo thank you Taylor I, I appreciate it and thank You're you for joining my little town <laughs> oh, I love it. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just sorry that I rambled so much because that's, oh, that's, no, that's, I, that's just good. <laughs> Sometimes no, people like get it. on and they're a bit scared to, you know, say anything. Ah, nah, not me. I'll just talk. 